Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, this is Jessica Kufferman. Welcome to episode 383 of the She Podcast Podcasts. With me as always, the illustrious, I don't know why I use that word with you a lot. I do use it a lot. The the delightful Elsie Escobar. Hello, Elsie. Hello. How's it going? Good. Elsie's coming to us from LA today, very far away from her current hometown, which is NC in North Carolina. Yeah, baby. How long have you been in LA? How are the parents? Are you there with your family? What's going on? I am. I am here with the fam, with my mom and dad. I'm at their house. And are you with your kids? No, I am okay. alone. You are alone. I came alone uh, right. to be with my folks here. That is what's happening. It has been a very nice time being here. I'm super stoked. Um, I've been here now. This is day. What day is it? Monday, Sunday, December Sunday, 5th. Monday. Fourth. I think this is my fourth day here. Ooh. I'm leaving tomorrow morning. Oh. Going back. Is that? That's why I'm doing my QA today. So I'm just here for oh, a few days. I thought you were going to be there. I, we know are. Why. I thought you were going to be there all week. I feel like I have it on my calendar that you're there. Like, oh, it's because, well, no, 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 well, I'm off. I'm off until for Wednesday. the majority of, yeah, I'm off for the majority of December. Got it. So you have okay. that for sure. But I will be, yeah, I'll be flying back and then I will be off of work. And well, I do one day, Friday. I work right. on Friday. So okay. that is it. So that's what Very I'm doing. Exciting. And it's been great. Although weirdly, the weather has been exactly like North Carolina weather at this time. So well, that's not okay. What a bummer. I know. It's been a little bit on the cloudy side almost almost every day. We've had a couple of beautiful days. Um, one of the days was very beautiful, and it was all the way up to 70. Ooh. Um, and so in terms of L.A. stuff, I was like, I thought, um, oh, my gosh, what shoes am I going to take? Oh, no. Like, you know, I got to figure out what that. And then finally, I, when I started to pack, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just the same clothes I wear every day. So I don't yeah, even like, have to why change are you anything. worried about? Right. Same, just all the things. Sweats, yeah, sweaters, yeah. UGG boots. You know, I thought that I would be all fashionable this winter, but the colder it gets, the more I'm just like, don't I have one more pair of lounge pants that are like sweater pants? Like, I just want to wear sweater pants every day and that's it. I don't want to wear jeans or too cold. Everything else is too cold. I just want fluffy pants. Not even. Oh, my I God. Mean, like, Mom. Uh-oh. My mom is literally walking around streaming us. I'm like, what is that noise? It sounds like so annoying. Those those two loud women. She's walking around streaming. Now you know how she listens every time. Like, it's kind of interesting that you're there because every Monday at one o'clock, whatever her routine is that includes us. She, I don't know where she watches us. I don't know if it's Facebook. Does she, but Facebook. wait, hold up. But does she not know that I can hear like... 
the audio no, is picking up. It's like she can't be doing that. Mom. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's like going to be in the recording. The the double sound. John is not going to be happy, Mom. You're going to have to go right. upstairs. No, let her do and what close she the wants. Door. No, let her do what she wants. Mom, one second. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Mom. See that she's not going to let Mom do okay. what she wants. Elsie's annoyed that she can hear herself double because her mom listens every week as yes, she should. But, dude, it's sort of like, you know, when your kids are in the background talking. Mm-hmm. Also, it's weird because like whatever she's listening to is like about a half a second or so behind it is. It's a half a cast what's second, happening. Like. So you have to hear yourself twice, which is annoying. Correct. And this that would be weird because oh God, then all of a sudden she can hear me start. talk, but then she can't hear you talk right. because you're in my ears. Right. So headphones would be a helpful thing. Listen, stop trying to control her. She's your mother. (laughs) Hello, Bonnie. You want her to go upstairs and get headphones and completely rearrange her life. Just stop. That's not going to happen. What was I saying? I forgot now. We were talking about being in L.A. and the weather and how the weather's the same in North Carolina, which I said was unfair. Yeah, but you said something else. Like I said, Ugg boots, and then you said... Oh, fuzzy. I said sweater fuzzy pants. Fuzzy outfit. Yeah. Sweater pants. Sweater yeah. pants. Sweater I pants. Want, I know. I know one of those was on my gift guide and it's finally back in stock. So you can go get the Yiddy onesie if you want. Turns the out somebody Yiddy else onesie, was. That's right. Correct. Somebody else was wearing. Somebody on my team, Amanda, was wearing her Yiddy onesie the same day that I was talking about the Yiddy onesie last Monday. So I thought that was amusing. Anyway. Oh, my God. It's a popular item. I have gotten fuzzy things here. This is a, a purchase I made. Just a couple of days onesies ago. Onesies or no, not just a pants. onesie. It's a t- two-piece fuzzy. Like I'm a you know fuzzy person. I'm just all fuzzy and brown. Like it's a brown. Like you. No, like <laughs> yeah. Like I guess now I'm all neutral. So it I'm the sun, the color of the microphone that I thought I needed to have. Yeah. So you- it's the, uh, all of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Brown and fuzzy. Yes. And you know what? So thank you, Bonnie. I'm going to address the comment that we have just gotten on the show right now. Bonnie has said, will this episode have Elsie on her Apple mic? Good sound, actually. So yes, I had a little bit of a snafu. Um, You guys all know that I've been touting the Shure MV88 Plus as my go-to, and I brought everything with the 88 Plus with me. I packed it up. It's the lightest thing ever. All the things I've been talking about, I open it up to set it up, and I realized that the last time that I was on the show, on this show that you guys saw, I took it out and I put it in front of the camera so that you guys could see it. I forgot to put it back into the little pouch. So it's in my home studio. Ooh, raccoon, baby raccoon. Um, and so, (laughs) squirrel. What? I forgot to put it in, and therefore I don't have my microphone. And thus, I do have though the the my second thing. This is something I believe every podcaster needs to have as an emergency microphone, and it is the Apple Ear Pods. The Ear Pods, not the AirPods, not the Bluetooth, not the ones that Jess is using to monitor herself right now. But the ones that have, you know, the ones that used to come with your iPod, you know, little iPods and stuff like that, you can still get them. They're very inexpensive. I can't believe you can still get them. It's amazing. I buy them in bulk every year and I stash them because these are the ones I carry everywhere and they have a fantastic bulk built. I do. 
They have a fantastic built-in microphone in a pinch. I've recorded mm-hmm. the feed with this. We're recording this episode with this. So um, you'll be able to hear what um, headphone microphones sound like and how good they are. And mind you, I'm not just letting it drop, though. I'm actually moving it in front of my face, and it's a little bit like perpendicular to the earth, so it gets a better sound. Because it also bumps up into things, and I don't want that extra noise. Somebody tell me, before we get started, how to buy glasses that don't turn purple on camera. It drives me nuts. Is it because I buy blue blocking or because I don't buy blue blocking? Okay, if the blue blocking is supposed to be good, but it's it looks so bad. But that's because your 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 light needs to be up here. It is. It's believe me, it's up. Is it? It's it's just the computer. I think the closer it gets to the computer. Oh my! Look at that. I know they are purple. Really annoying. Never again. I'll never buy that again. Now that I know what it is. Maybe you need to have show glasses. I wouldn't mind some contact lenses while we're at it, but that's just going to be... That involves me leaving the house to go to the eye doctor, and we all know how that goes. Yeah. Anyway. So we have some interesting stuff to talk about this week, it looks like. Starting with 30% of podcasters hope to make a living off of podcasting, which I thought was very interesting that you added this. Um, especially today. First of all, how did you find this article? You have to remember, I th- this is what I do for like my job job. Like, I know. So I, I have to know, search like, all this what? stuff. Yeah. And then so the, the headlines, the thing that got me, because it's very telling. Almost 30% of new podcasters hope to make a living from their show. And this is on the podcast host website. They're also, remember, we've been telling people to go fill out the indie podcast report. It's the same folks, right? The podcast host. And part of mm-hmm. it is that I believe that this information came from their, they, so they have a podcaster planner tool mm-hmm. and they were able to gather data from that little podcaster personalized plan to start your podcast. It's like a little sort of. It's very clever. It's very clever. Yeah. So there's been a few folks that have done this thing and therefore they've been able to gather information from all of this stuff. And it says this doesn't come from a small sample of data either. This is 29%, which is over 1,700 new podcasters. So just over 500 people. So that would be just over 500 people Mm -hmm. would like to have their show be their primary source of income. Yeah. What do we think about that? I mean, I hope you're not surprised. Let's just start there. Does that surprise you in some way? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. It shouldn't surprise you. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I think that I hope that they're not surprised. If it doesn't happen. <laughs> that it, yes, that's, I think that that's, yes, that's where I'm going with that. So they also go on to explain that if you're going to do advertising in CPM, you need at least 40,000 downloads to make a thousand a week. Yeah. So that's a lot. It's like, yeah, hardly anyone gets to that point, I think, which is hard. Yeah. The hard pill to swallow, probably. And I think that something that is incredibly good about this specific article, though, is that 
not only do they break it down, right? So he says you need X amount of downloads per episode in order for you to make money with this model, the CPM model, mind you. We're not talking about other models that can be a little different. And then what I love about this article, too, is that they break it down and they say, quote, to give you an idea of how realistic that would be, then they have average download stats. And that suggests that you literally would have to be in the top 1% of podcasts. So hypothetically, you'd need to be have your show in the top 1% of podcasts then. Then pretty much 10 times your growth to earn a living. So mm -hmm. they don't pull any punches. They just say, this is the reality. If you want to do it through advertising. You froze. I have no idea what you oh. said. And you're... And oh. <laughs> I will also say that you're, you're, <laughs> you are frozen in not the best stance. What happened there? <laughs> continuity uh, camera messed oh up. So we are going to no longer do continuity camera. I just switched. Is that what this that is, is why Ecam. Mama me. <laughs> Holy Moses. <laughs> Oh my God, that was hilarious. And that is a wonderful freeze. It's very scary freeze. Let me uh, not make myself so damn wide. Oh, good. One Bonnie second. screenshotted it for Bonnie me. Thank got you, Bonnie. The screenshot. Oh my God. Thank you, Bonnie, darling. You. Well let done. Let me see if I can move it. Well done, Bonnie. You are now going to be able to, how do you say it? Blackmail me from that right. crazy you know, you picture can, that we just see. You can make money. Like it yes, says, you can. It says primary source of income, and Correct. if you are if you are a creative person, that's completely mm -hmm. possible. And even if Correct. you're not, and you just want that big of an audience, it's possible. You just have to have amazing, mind blowing content. You have to dedicate your life to your podcast. Um, you need to be original and different. I mean, even then, though, is there is I mean, primary source of income, you know, depending on your goal, that can mean a lot of things. It can mean, yes. oh my God, it's hard though. It is hard to make your podcast be your primary source of income. You have to start to build it up so that it is your full-time job. And I think that a lot of folks don't realize, so this is how I would see it. If I were starting out and um, somebody wanted to start the process of laying out the foundation of their podcast to be their job, right? Mm -hmm. I would actually think that one of the first questions that I would ask is, where are you coming from? Like, how are you currently making your living? Are you working somewhere? I would like to figure that out, right? So maybe some people mm -hmm. are working in a corporate setting. Maybe some people are working more like running a restaurant or something or have been working at a um, brick and mortar store or, you know, things like that. And I'd like to ask, and you know, what is your position there? Like, what are some things that you do on the daily? I'd have right. to figure out what that skill set is, because when you start to be a creator, you actually have to do all kinds of things that you're really maybe never done, like figuring out what your business plan is, opening up a business account, making sure that you're monitoring all this stuff. What exactly are you going to need in order for you to make your goals? By what date do you want to be making X amount of 
money per month? What are the systems that you're going to set up? Are you going to be expanding into a team? Who's going to be managing this? Are you a manager? Have you ever managed people before or just managed yourself? What parts are you going to be? I mean, there's so many are things. Are you trying to overwhelm our ambitious podcasters? Well, I'm not. I'm just saying that you have to think about it from that perspective. Like, it's not magic. It doesn't just, I'm going to make a podcast and then. No, it requires a lot of hard work. Yeah, a lot of admin. I mean, for it to be your primary source. There are other goals besides advertisers, though. You can get a speaking career. You can start Mm -hmm. a membership. You can sell merchandise. You can sell consulting. You can sell a course. There's lots of other things that you could do to reach those goals and have it be part of your primary source of income. Um, but it's hard. Like, for example, yep. I have a friend who pours about five dollars to $10,000 worth of advertising into her show every month. And mm-hmm. she gets 8,000 downloads a month, maybe. Mm-hmm. So yep. not all of us have that kind of money to put into our podcast. We just have to rely on hustle. Her show is great. The show, the content is excellent. And I'm not sure how much more a person could do to like raise their downloads and their awareness and their visibility. But some it's just hard. Niches can be hard. Finding listeners can be hard. Promoting it can be hard. I just don't want to be discouraging because there have been a few people that were like, no, this is no problem. I'm definitely going to have it be my primary source of income. And then I said, good luck to you. And then they did it within like three months. I think that the thing that you're talking about, though, Jess, is is the point that there is a, would you say that whoever, whatever you're using as an example, had an experience, knowledge, something about online sales, something about marketing, something about how to get payments, something about how to create- The person a, who did it in three months? Yeah. Like how to create- The person who did create, it in three months was a professional media, a professional media person. It was the noteworthy. Okay. It was Erica Mandy. She was used to be a professional newscaster and she does a news podcast. So it seemed pretty logical that, but to make full-time income in three months is unheard of. Even if you are, there's a lot of professional broadcasters that have podcasts and they don't do that. You have to really like think back, number one, think back as to even her approach in 2017. I very distinctly remember her investing very specifically on showing up to podcast movement in Anaheim. Absolutely. Yes. She has been to every event. She had written thank you cards for every influencer in the podcasting space, immediately came in, met everyone, was in your face, getting you like to love her right away. So you knew who she was like, I still have that thank you note inside of my wallet. Not right now here, but I still have it. I'm not going to say that did something for her. Definitely showing up and learning in person and taking notes was a huge difference. It made a huge difference. Yes, but also this. If you listen to, there's, in fact, I'm going to tell you guys to go to either Listen Notes or Podchaser and search for Erica Mandy being interviewed in shows. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because there is one specific show that she did with Christine. I can't remember what her last name is, where she broke it down how she did it. I want you to listen to that because the woman is smart. Like what I'm telling you is that it wasn't just magic. Like she was spot on, incredibly clear about what she wanted, how she wanted it, how to sell it. She also had sales skills. She already knew how to work in media. She already knew like what her, the key component of her podcast were. And she's really able to, in fact, you know what, dude, 
I wrote an article based on an interview I just did. I'm going to have to share it over here because it is so good. She gives some really awesome insights. I'm going to send it over um, and I'm going to put it in the chat because she really breaks down exactly the before even making money and what made the biggest difference. So I'm going to I'm going to put it in the show notes here. And there we go. And Melissa, maybe she can see it, too. But I interviewed her because a lot of people are looking how to make money and doing all this stuff, right? And so she broke it down in exactly how to know who your audience is, what your key like selling point for your podcast is and all of that stuff so that she was able to provide the support. And also her podcast is 10 minutes. I know, but it still has advertising though. No, no, but it has, it also has X amount of ads, which is great. Yes. And she was able to figure out what to do with that. And people want to, anyway, there's all kinds of stuff. I'm not, again, I'm not trying to dissuade people, but there's a lot to think about. It's not just like you just start a podcast. Like she was in, she was very strategic in the type of show she was going to do, how long her show was going to be, what her output was going to be, what her expectations were, how many people she needed to be getting in order to start to sell. Like she did all that research up front. So Mm -hmm. it's not like I'm just going to, Right. She was able to do it, but she was like super. She worked like a dog and she had no. I mean, she has she's a mama now, but she wasn't then. Yeah, but she was (laughs) right. She wasn't then. but She is now. But again, that doesn't mean it's impossible. And there are lots of other ways to make money. And I encourage you to come to She Podcast Live if you want to learn. Yes. You know, even if you don't even know which thing you want to do to make money with it. You will be so chock full of inspiration and ideas by the time you leave that you will not even, I mean, first of all, I feel like you will have a good direction, but I mean, just the amount of creativity and what people do with their podcast is absolutely amazing. Go to ShePodcastLive.com right now and get your ticket before the prices go up because, and this wasn't even planned. I'm just saying she did this. People who are successful end up, it's because they end up going to events, being inspired, taking notes, following up with people, asking for advice, looking for education every step of the way. So we encourage you to do that. She Podcast Live, which is in Washington, D.C. in June. Okay. Now... You have on here the Women's Podcast Report from Edison Research and Sirius XM Media. Now, this research that's going to be done by Edison is about women listeners. Yes. Not correct. creators. So Correct. Correct. This is about women listeners. Correct. We are not going to report on the data because it hasn't well, happened yet. yet. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I do believe they have it, but we they don't have, have it. it. Yeah, they have it. We don't have it. They're going to be releasing this information on December 14th. There's going to be a link in the show notes um, so that you can sign up. Now, when you sign up and you can't, let's say you can't attend, don't worry about it. They'll have a replay, but it's 2 p.m. Eastern time, December 14th. Again, link Mm -hmm. in the show notes. And the webinar, among many findings, you'll be able to find the demographics of women podcast listeners the podcast discovery habits of women podcast listeners, how women promote and share podcasts, why Mm -hmm. women follow podcasts or hosts on social media, how women feel about brands on podcasts. So this is not, again, like Jess mentioned, not the creator side. This is the listener side. So if your podcast 
or actually, you know, this is wonderful for any podcast. But if it targets women, obviously you need to pay attention. But also, if you're looking to diversify your audience, if you want to have more parity in between who your listeners are, this is something that you need to look at, particularly in mm-hmm. on the promotion side of things, right? So again, I think that, that yeah. would this would be really helpful. So do show Not up. Parody we prob- like, no. like satire. Parody like yeah. equality. Parody as in like If yes. I hear that word, I think jokes immediately. I think Yeah, jokes. and maybe other I people know. might too, but I okay, no so longer think of that. I anyway. know you don't, yes. but the rest of us do. Okay. Da, 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 da. Okay, let's just talk about Be Loud. Be Loud helps kids find their voices and connect with communities. So in New Orleans, there is a studio called Be Loud Studios. It's a nonprofit program that helps kids build confidence through radio and digital media production. It's a two-hour workshop. I love this. With a group introduction where everyone assumes a DJ name and then there's a quick game to get everyone's hearts and minds moving. And the DJ names are very original. DJ Vader, DJ Frying Pan, DJ KJ, DJ Instant Ramen, DJ Bird, DJ yep. Flip Phone. These are so creative. So cute. But here's here's one of the reasons why I, I put it in here. So absolutely. I think this program is astounding. I believe mm-hmm. that I would love to partner with a program like this. I think me too. It's so just cool. as a whole, it's a, such an incredible thing. I think that the growth of a program like this would be incredible. Um, but here's the reason why I was like, the minute I, I read this part, I was like, yes. So this is what it says. While podcasting is the focus, Owen said the goal is not to create broadcasters. Rather, the process is a way to connect kids to the community and to each other. So part of what this is, is that the kids get to connect with each other, creating these things, connecting with their voices being able, and the other thing is that the reason it also started is because there's th- what they noticed is that there was a lot of kids who were unable to hear. I think it says it right here. Um, and so it says this quote: "This is this all started as a writing intervention project for kids who had difficulty putting their thoughts on paper," said Alex mm. Owen, who works as a teacher and is the executive director of the program. A few years ago, we brought mics into the classroom as an experiment to get kids to vocalize their thoughts, and the students loved it. The next thing we know, the student a student brings in script hero and how to make homemade slime, and it was one of those aha moments." End quote. Yeah. So. So to me, this is a tool. This is why I always often talk about podcasting as a tool for self-transformation. It's a tool for yourself to be able to be a better human because you're able to figure out what works for you. Get confident in your voice. Get confident in writing because you're starting the process maybe not by writing, but by vocalizing Mm -hmm. something and coming back to it. And also starts to connect people working together in this 3D experience, right? Because with podcasting, it's all incredibly immersive to be able to work through this and all and it, and it also takes away the pressure of having to be on camera which for a lot mm-hmm. of kids i mean even a microphone is is kind of weird but like yeah having yeah. to be that so that's i love this whole entire thing because again nothing against being a professional broadcaster which is great yeah awesome but a lot of times these skills that you learn here you can take 
right? You can do your thing. You can become a better doctor because now you feel better at being able to use your words to communicate with client, with um, you know, patients that are coming in. You're able to figure out what's going on in your team. What if you have administrative things that you're trying to figure out how to do? You now know how to get that thought across in an easier way. So all of that stuff is super important. I just love it. I love this thing. Yeah. What a great idea. We'll have a link in the show notes for that, by the way. It's in New Orleans. But yeah, check it out and maybe make a donation if you're feeling called to do so. It's a great, it's a great Mm -hmm. cause. Okay, now she has in here the big problem with Spotify rap. And it's an article from Wired. If you're a Spotify customer, you know that they do a yearly wind up of everything you've listened to. It's like a year in review of content. It's never relevant to me because of how much I use it for my son. So mm-hmm. like it's, it's. I mean, most it of what I use yeah. it for actually. Totally. But for people who don't use it for that, you know, it's like sort of like a, oh yeah, that's right. In February, I was in an emo phase and I was listening to this. And then in the summer, I have beach tunes and whatever. People like being able to show who they are through what they experience. And, and people love this. They like sharing what they've, done all year but you know it doesn't seem like personal data for example like a graphic showing someone played we don't talk about bruno 120 times indicates the person is a child too many sad songs will indicate a person's really going through it it's fascinating to know you're in the top 0.1 percent of listeners of the new taylor swift album you know what to be honest with you we've had this talk a very long time ago we talked about the spotify service and how you can turn on a feed on the right side of the screen that shows you, you know, every time you listen to a new song. And I thought it's humiliating information for me at the time. He was a baby. And part of what I was playing was like kids lullaby version of Queen. And then I would, you know, play dance, you know, like I was playing all kinds of crazy stuff. And also, yeah, if you're playing all sad songs, you don't want people to reach out and be concerned about you if you're just in a mood or whatever so i mean i don't particularly like other users knowing what i listen to in case i am in a you know what if i'm working out i don't want people to know that it's like all lady gaga all the time because it's none of their business if i like the gaga it's just none of their business (laughs) well in terms of this stuff i think that as a marketing experience as a cultural thing they have really nailed it. Like Spotify, the way that they roll it out, the way that everybody talks about it, the way that everybody really loves to see it. Like all of that mm-hmm. stuff is genius marketing. It gets, right. it is unbelievably far reaching and gets more eyes onto Spotify and people want to have that because everybody else is doing it. So it's like this whole like FOMO vibe. And now Apple has started doing the same thing and it doesn't even match. I mean, not match as in like, in terms of the caliber of stuff that Spotify puts out, it's amazing. But I think that the thing that really gets to me here is there are two quotes that I want to mention because that's the stuff that we often don't think about. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is kind of true here. So this is the quote from the article. Quote, this is a particularly shiny example of the fact that Spotify's business model is based on surveillance, says Evan Greer, director of the digital rights advocacy group Fight for the Future. Spotify has done an amazing job at marketing surveillance as fun and getting people to not only participate in their own surveillance, but celebrate it and share it and brag about it to the world, which is pretty astounding. 
It's brilliant. And then at the end, it says this, quote, it's kind of ironic that at the end of every year, people are celebrating the fact that Spotify is spying on them, (laughs) says Greer. I think it's particularly insidious because music is so personal and emotional. The music that we listen to is part of who we are. So, you know, there's always a balance to it, of course. And folks um, tend to want to give the data over so that they can get these curated experiences. And there you have to realize like what they're actually keeping, right? And even though Spotify says they're getting rid, like if you close your account, they get rid of all that stuff. They really value um, all of the privacy things. They really protect their users. There's But they're really getting so much insight into behavior, into what time you listen to songs or what time songs are being listened to, what type of songs are being listened to, trend lines in terms of gender and the type of songs that they're listening to, times of day when they're being listened to. Like there's just so much information that you're putting in there where folks are listening, an incredible amount of data that you may not want to be having somebody put together, right? Mm -hmm. Because I don't feel comfortable sharing. I mean, my music library is different than I feel my podcast listening library. Like I don't- Without question. I don't want that. Halakyu, what does she say? She says, creepy, but cool. Also feel it gives creators free content and visuals to use and repurpose. I'm always grateful for that. This is true, right? It They make it easy. That's the other thing. They make it easier for you to share and you just share it. And you kind of want to be part of everything. And then I keep wanting, I go into Spotify this year. I use Spotify more than I've ever used it, but I only used it to watch podcast, literally, because I watch Call Her Daddy on Spotify. I watch it. Right. I like to watch her show. I don't have a raft. And so I open it up and I guess you're supposed to listen to 30 songs at least, something like that. And I don't listen to music on Spotify. You're one of those weirdies. I'm one of those weirdies (laughs) that doesn't get a raft. And there is a part of me where I'm just like, oh, I wish that I could, right? But I don't know. I mean, what can I say? What can you say? I mean, is there any harm... That Spotify has that data. People, anytime someone gives you a personalized, fun thing to post, people always cry about privacy. Is it people really? Is it people? I don't think people are crying about privacy. Who's crying about it? The people who care about you, like the tech parents who are going, trying to bring people going like, this can't be good, y'all. You cannot just continue to give your data over without even thinking about it. So most the population isn't even thinking about it. What about the AI time machine? I don't even know what that is. Yes, you do. No, I don't. It's people who are putting up, they put up a bunch of selfies of themselves that they've taken, however recently, and then it spits out pictures of you lost in time. Oh, I've, you know, I just saw Lisa, um, our friend Lisa, she posted. Yeah, I have them too. I thought you might like to see them. Oh, wait, I think you, did you, sh- I think you, sh- I haven't shared did you them share yet. that with this me? This is my first, not yet. Oh. Nope, not yet. So what, what is it? Is it again, one of those things where they're going to be doing like face recognition and now they have you in a thing and you don't know who's running it. It could be like China that's getting your face recognition now and they know you. I mean, yes, I hope not. Let me share my screen. There I am as an Egyptian queen. Oh my God. Here I am as an ancient Greek person. 
here I am as a Greek goddess where they tried to de-Jew me, I think, as much as they could. Celtic princess. Wait, how does one de-Jew somebody? You'll see, because there's other ones. Oh. Look at like, I mean, you know, I think they like up here, the you know, in the Greek th- thing, like they kind of like, I don't know. They took some of the hook out of my nose and made me look a little bit oh, like Mother. Oh, I see. Like okay. Mother Mary. And the Celtic, they kind of left me alone. My eyes are very dark and my hair is red and my eyes are green. And then in the Viking, they made me a blonde, but I'm still I'm still a big lady. Some of these, I'm like, they made me a huge big lady. Like, here's World Explorer where I don't know where what happened here, but like, so these don't look like me at all. They're Wait, very how, terrible. So- why do they have different, like, how do they get different types of faces? All the how many pictures the are on the 10 different selfies? But like, you know, I have a bunch uh, of selfies. Like, I have a bunch of selfies where like, you know, there's one where I'm looking in this direction and one where I'm looking okay, off in the okay. distance and one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So here I am as Marie Antoinette. <laughs> oh, my God, Jess. I loved, it's like enormous white hairdo. And then French ar- aristocrat and then oh, French royalty, where they also dejewed me a little bit here, but maybe oh an God. enormous fat lady. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I'm rather fond of the American pioneer look, especially the one where my hair is all piled up and like, here's oh Victorian. God. What happened to me here? It's like, they, what happened to the like, lips? I know my lips just also that in- top right one. Well, you need to get rid of that one. What the hell's up with that? What about her? Oh, it's like oops, they. It's I like, didn't even see that. It's like the, it's like the fattest version of me they could make, and then they piled hair on top of my head. Boom, she's Victorian. I do like yeah. a good cowgirl look, though. Yes. Wow. How good as a cowgirl. Wait, what's with the I, cowgirl in the middle, though, Jess? What's with the cowgirl with that thing in the middle of the? She has forehead? a flag on her head, and same with the one bottom left. It's like they took my hair. I don't know what they did with it, but it's just bad. It's just very, very bad. But that's pretty. Most of these, Scott was like, these don't look anything like you. Now, the flapper is a problem for me. Okay. Like, like what? Like, just what? Just the short hair, the big face. I'm not into that. Then they drew me as like a British cartoon. There's more. Here, I'm an owl. I mean, 1930s scientist. Oh, wow. They have me discovering penicillin with Marie Curie here. How does they... But look now, at that middle picture. You look so like... It looks like a, an accurate... Not an accurate isn't like accurate isn't you, but look at that. It looks like you're kind of scared. You're like, uh... I know. And look... look right? at, just These are insane. Yes. 1940s painter, glamorous, oh God, 50s so person... Whoa, that does not, like, that's, they took everything out of you on that one. I don't even know. It could be anyone. I know. I know. These are terrible, too. 1950 chic. And some of this one, I don't even have eyes. Look, there's no eyeballs. Oh, my God. There is no eyeballs. Look at this one. Just hurtful. What is that? Is that some kind of pie? Is that? It's a 50s illustration. So it's supposed to be, I guess, pinup girl. But my eyes are all wonky. Like, I'm. Like, I have eye problems. I like the hippie, though. I do look good as a hippie. Yes, you do. Look at the pink hair, dude. That looks amazing. That top right one. Look at that. It's like sultry hair. Like that. Yeah, that's a cool one. Also, that middle one is really cute, too. I like this one, too. There's like some really cool. It's like flowers in your hair. And then 70s where I look like my mom in every picture or my aunt. Those are crazy. Have you right? seen these? And then they are amazing. These are probably the worst know. one. This is the most <gasps> horrible. They show me with a green curly mohawk. It's so bad. 
This one too is strange, but I do like those glasses. Yeah, so you just, like I said, you upload about 10 pictures and then here's me as an astronaut. So you you just upload yourself. How does yourself. this happen though? Who is this company? Like what company is this? It's called My Heritage. So it's actually it's actually a company that does like ancestry. They do your like heritage. You yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm tree. saying is like, did they pick the type of person to make you or do they just pick all the things? Do they like look at your face and go, oh, this is where the heritage. They chose about 10 things to make me and then they give you options to make more if you want. So I wanted to see myself as like a pirate or whatever. Okay. And it's so, for my heritage. Yeah. And, and so you, do they pick it based on your face features? I doubt it. I think they just, yeah, okay. I doubt it. I don't know though. There's another way you can do it too in the Lensa app, L-E-N-S-A, but they were not nearly as good because in some of those, I'm like an anime character. They were just ridiculous. I saw that you can do that with, there were a couple of AI things too that I just saw somebody else doing it and you can be like, superhero type things oh my god my yes that's what it is me. but the thing is they're not free so you can't you have to pay for these no you yeah have this to pay was 12 dollars. it was 12 dollars. do you have to i wanted to you see. pay 12 dollars to get all of that done yeah and be able yeah. to download it or whatever yep and be able to download them okay not that i'm what am i going to do with it who knows but i just wanted to see what it would be like and I mean, in not one of those categories do I feel like I'm looking at any of my ancestors, except maybe the flapper. And that's because that's how my grandmother used to dress. And I. Yeah. And that's what I, I, I think that that's yeah. what I was I was getting at, because there's a lot of pictures like even around here where I, I've just been looking at old school pictures and a lot of them yeah. look very genuine, as in like that looks like that a picture that was created in the 1930s or the yeah. 1940s yeah, and the vibe of the whole thing. It looks really on point. Even the color, right? All of that Even stuff. the color. But, the question is, yeah. is it harmful though? The question is like right. every time something like this comes out, there's all these posts about how you shouldn't upload pictures of yourself to anyone Correct. for any reason at any time. And that's it's like, right. Who's going to look at these and be like, now that's a girl I need to rob from? Like or, or steal from? Well, no, or Jess. Hurt. It's not about robbing. It's just about what general it about? surveillance. It's like it's about general surveillance. It's about the data points that are literally like it's not about robbers. This is about more from governments, more from terrorists, hackers. Oh. I mean, that I stuff. Guess. I'm not talking about somebody who. Oh, let's see if she we can rob her in the bank. No, 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 no. This can be somebody could grab that and have almost and then what create like my driver's license and then just yes me. that kind of stuff and also reverse what is that stuff when people take over oh. your accounts where like let's say identity theft oh, yeah, yeah but identity theft in the there's a word for this I, I can't remember right now but it's like it's the kind of stuff where you have to call paypal let's say because i know that this has happened at least I've had to, it was a while ago, but PayPal will ask you mm. some questions that are beyond your security questions. And mm -hmm. there are some things that you should be the only one to be able to know this information, but they are able to get access to all of these points based on the knowledge of your behavior online and the things that you put, like where you put your information. And like, there's a lot of stuff like this, like where... I'm sure you had to put in an email address or something. I mean, like something yeah, specific, email. like your yes. age and like, you know, my email, so there's like, you no, know, no, just my email. And if it, I wanted female or male, that's it. 
So there's a lot to think about. I think it's really fun too, though. Like I want to see those pictures. Like it's so fun. Yeah, it's really fun. I may be, I don't know, maybe I'm just hella naive, but like I, I don't feel unsafe with them having my face, the Heritage app or the Lens app having my face. Now, if they sell it to bad people, that's different. But I, I still- It's not even selling though, Jess. It is just lack of security. Like it's maybe yeah. not you being robbed, but because like I believe right now, I think there was something else that was just hacked where they grabbed, I forgot mm. what app it was. It was a messaging app with like that a lot of people use. Like it's just, there's a lot, right? And access mm -hmm. points to a lot of these places, that's where the problem is. It's not you, right? It's it's that third party thing. And also it just becomes, it's the transference of information that you just, we don't value that as much because we don't see it. But I think that there is a lot more to it. Like I remember, um, so James Cridlin did a, I believe he he posted this a while ago on his own Twitter account, but you can also find it on his Mastodon account where he down, I did this too already, but I downloaded my uh, Twitter archive, you know, just so that I have it just in case something happens, right? So I have my Twitter archive and he, of course, because he's such a nerdy person, he did all kinds of stuff to be able to see like all the information that came with it. And he was astounded by the type of stuff that was in there that he didn't even know. Really? You could see like that had nothing to do with his name. It had to do with like IP addresses and like there was other stuff that was attached to the information that was being shared that he didn't really see was there. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. nobody looks at the code. Nobody looks at the code that's in there. So if you think yeah. about that from the... Not just you, but what if everybody starts to put their stuff in there? Then they start to compile more and more and more and more and more data. And the more data mm -hmm. we have, the more the choices that are being made to get things done change, right? If we knew more information, you always want more information about who our people are, like, because you you want to know, like, what do people want to know uh, on She Podcast Live? Like, what are some things that they would imagine if we had like the key thing that everybody wanted, you would be able to design something in the positive to be able to sell that better. Yeah. Now think about right. it from the dark side of things where you see all of these data points and you can track, look at this whole slew of thousands of people that are all doing this thing. Ooh. And you can make yeah. choices based around that. I know. I just, I have yet to be creeped out by it, but. And again, it's just about paying attention. And I think that there's a, a level of that too, where there's a lot of people who yeah. it's sort of like as somebody who doesn't know very much about the world, like as a parent, there's a lot of times your kid's going to go, who cares about that? I just want to do the thing. And you're like, no, 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 you got to care because X, Y, Z. And if they yes, still don't, course. then you can like put the parameters and the boundaries and you have to be like, well, until you know, this is where you cannot go. Okay. Right, right. That's what we need because there's a lot of people who don't know exactly what you're saying. Let's just do all the things. I don't care. Let me put my email address. Let, let's click all the buttons. You don't know what you're doing, but you need to, maybe sometimes you kind of do need somebody to go, uh, don't go there. You know, I really like the idea of teaching kids how to podcast. That sounds fun. That sounds like a fun thing to do. It does. I wonder if and, I could but, make that a job. Like, can I go to different schools and like, 
help people. I mean, I really want to know more about like what the curriculum is. Like, do they go through the whole pain of like cover art and intro outro, or do they just go, here's a microphone and here's interviewing and here's what you could talk about, you know? Well, it depends on what what you're doing. I love this idea. I just think that sounds super fun. There's lots of people who do that already. In fact, there's some of our community members who do that. You can ask Andrea Clunder. Does she do that for kids? She does? Yeah. She did it for kids. Oh, see, Paula's saying she pitched a camp to teach summer version. I love that idea. Our video editor for Libsyn teaches at a university level, and they're using Libsyn Studio to for mm-hmm. the, the entire thing. And it's like the best because you could just go in there and you can teach them how to do all the bits, right? Because again, yeah. you're not teaching somebody. You, it's for the kids. So you you could just do whatever. So yeah, me, see, Andrea's there. Hi, I told, Andrea. Just, I'm going to talk to you about that. Just gave you a shout out. Gave you a shout I'd out there, lovely. i to talk to you about that. Because I mean, I live yep. near Philadelphia and Washington and Baltimore. And I bet there's just, a, I mean, not to mention who's here in Delaware. And there's just like a ton of kids. So I think would really benefit from that. And so look here, I'm going to share. So Andrea has this, the Power Your Story podcast is the podcast at the end of the, so the curriculum happens and then Power Your Story is the thing. So you can listen to the work of the kids Mm -hmm. in the Power Mm -hmm. Your Story podcast, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you also have, I mean, you know, I used to teach Shakespeare to kids too. And I used to teach That's probably an uphill battle. And it's, and, and theater as a whole. And- when you're teaching middle schoolers, it's it's rough. Let's put it that way. It's middle a rough, rough. I like go. high schoolers, though, and late middle school. I don't mind kids, yeah. though, like if they're older. I don't like el- the kids I don't want to teach are elementary. I don't want any kids being like, that's not fair. I didn't have a turn. Like 10 and older is usually who I like to hang out with. That sounds bad. But you know what I'm saying? I'm like, like, no, no, no. I understand. I just, uh, yeah, because that's. Uh, fourth, fifth, fifth. I mean, because my my niece and nephew are 10 and they seem like relatively intelligent human beings. And my son is eight and he seems like he could throw a tantrum in any minute. I don't want to have anything to do with that. Like I can, you know, not when I'm teaching. That just seems bad. But, you know, enough where they can be creative and thoughtful and yeah, be good. Paula says, I did a career day at my son's school. They screamed in my mic for two hours. Oh dear, let's avoid that as yeah, well. Yeah, I think you that so you much. would probably have to have them listen to themselves too, because if they're just have the microphone in front, they, they won't even know what they're doing. Like they won't even know it's, you know what I mean? They won't, they won't. Yes. Know. Anyway. I love it. Anyway. All right, let's wrap it up. We love you guys. Again, if you want to figure out how to monetize your podcast and you're one of those 30%, sign up for She Podcast Live in Washington this coming June. ShePodcastLive.com. You'll be inspired. You'll you'll hear all these different creative ways to monetize your podcast and you'll be able to do it as well. Also, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, at She Podcast. We love you guys for watching us live. Thank you, Paula, Andrea. Thank you to um, uh, Bonnie and Bonnie. to Palakou and John. And, and John. thank you guys all for piping up today. And thank you for listening. If you're listening to this audio, you can find us on video every Monday at one o'clock on our LinkedIn and YouTube, because I think Facebook, we're only doing it in the group now or sometimes on the page. No, no, I just, I just put it on the page now. I Okay. So it's on the page. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's on our page. Check it out. Thank you so much. It was wonderful to see you. We love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>